You know, we often think of grace as a New Testament subject. We also we often think of forgiveness of sin as a New Testament subject. We, we, we look in the Old Testament, we see, yes, there's atonement for sin through sacrifice, and they have, uh, you know, the sin atonements and things like that, and uh, the Day of Atonement uh, once, a year, once a year, but we often only think of atonement and uh grace and things like that is New Testament. But I want you to understand the character of God has not changed. The character of God has always remained the same. And so when we look at that, Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 6 says, by loving kindness and truth, iniquity is atoned for. By loving kindness and truth, iniquity is atoned for. Now, there's no works that we could do to atone for our sins. The Bible tells us we've all sinned. Every single one of us have sinned. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Therefore, we all stand guilty before God. And so then, how is our sins going to be atoned for? In other words, how is our sins going to be paid for? How is our sins going uh, to be forgiven? The Bible tells us very clearly in Ephesians chapter 2, verse verse 8 and 9 says, for by grace you have been saved through faith in that not of yourselves, not by works, least any man should boast. And so it's by the works that Jesus Christ has done on the cross of Calvary that forgives us of our sins because Jesus did the atoning work for us on the cross of Calvary. And so that we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Grace is that unmerited favor of God. But why is that? It's because of the loving kindness of God. It is the loving kindness of God that forgives us of that sins. It is the loving kindness of God that atones uh, for those sins. And so when we look at that and begin to understand that, uh, that, that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. And so God demonstrated his own love uh, God demonstrated uh, his, his love towards us that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. And so the Bible speaks of that time and time and time again. And so when we look at it as well, in truth, the Bible says, in loving kindness, by loving kindness, in truth. So Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father but by him. Now, in truth, uh, our wickedness deserves condemnation. But in the truth of grace, God gives us forgiveness because the truth of Jesus has atoned for our sins on the cross of Calvary. Therefore, when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, the truth of justification comes up on our life and we are then justified by the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary. So therefore, we're saved by faith through grace not of works, least any man should boast. Our own works won't do it. Our own works won't cut it. It's only through what Jesus Christ has done. And so when we look at this, the Old Testament, they had the Old Testament sacrifices, but it worked the same way. It was through loving kindness and truth that iniquity was atoned for, still an act of grace. They still didn't deserve for their sins to be forgiven. Now, Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. 
Uh, he died for sins once and for all, the Bible says. Uh, once he died for our sins, there's no need for any other sacrifice. He is the ultimate sacrifice. He is the perfect sacrifice. And so we go on. The rest of the verse goes on to tells, tell us, and by the fear of the Lord, one keeps away from evil. Now we begin to recognize that we've been forgiven of sins that we don't be- deserve to be forgiven of. We've been forgiven by loving kindness. We've been forgiven by truth. We've been forgiven by God's grace. We don't deserve to be forgiven of those sins. And how is it that those sins were forgiven by Jesus Christ, God, King of kings, Lord of lords, ancient of days, going to the cross, the very son of God, going to the cross and laying down his life for you and for me. Now, when I recognize who he is, and I recognize what he has done for me, the fear of God then begins to be instilled within my heart. Not that I'm afraid of him. What is the fear of God? We've talked about this many times. It's being in awe and reverence of him. When I'm in awe and reverence of the very one who went to the cross to die for me. Friends, I'm going to run from sin. Because by the fear of the Lord, one keeps away from evil. If you have no problem with sin, you have no fear of God. And you have no clue what he did for you. And who it is that did it for you. Friends, you need to turn to Jesus today. Trust in Jesus today. Believe on Jesus today. And live in fear, holy reverence and all of Jesus today.